0: Glad to uh, get to share with you this morning, got kind of an exciting truth. Uh, There's fun, a lot of really good stuff I thought this week uh, in our material, but I've drawn out one little target that I thought was worthy of our time and worthy of of kind of sending home, if you will. It's just, it's one of those things that to me, for some of you, as it did me uh, unlocking it, but for some of you, it will it will really be the catalyst as God. It will be an aha thing in the sense that you often wonder, you know, is it really that important that I have regular time with Christ? Is it important to read? And is it important to memorize Scripture? And, you know, are we doing that so that we look Christian? And, and I think this was a, I thought there was just some very insightful things that we're going to kind of drive home together here for a few minutes before we take off for our group. So let me. Uh, Give our time to the Lord. Father, we are excited that you are an eternal God, that you are not something that we make up, but we yet you are one that we worship from eternity to eternity. As we've been exploring these last few weeks just how vast and wonderful and incredible you are and that you would draw us into your company, that you would pour your grace out on us and make a way that we might know the living God. We are awed this morning, Father. And as we sit in our uh, awe of you, we are still yearning to uh, be brought in closer. To understand what it means to walk in a daily, uh, significant way with you. That not only uh, will our lives be changed, but you will use us as a catalyst of changing others. That you would use this plan when you could have done anything blows us away. And we just ask that this morning... Our time together uh, in this room, and then as we go to be with our groups, that you would continue that great work to make us more like your Son, that your name would become famous. So we thank you for this time, and we give it to you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Morning, guys. David's good to have you with us. <laughs> as I was saying, I think there are uh, a lot of different things people try to encourage over the years when we think about discipling men and, and having been. Discipled and still being discipled, you go through these lulls of life to go exactly. No, no. Why am I exercising this discipline? Why is this making any difference? Is this something that I need to be spending more time doing? And you know, after all, if you compare me with the big, vast number of people and in, in group that call themselves Christians, I probably know enough theology. I know enough Bible. I know. A few verses. I kind of have enough of the drill that I that I look pretty good when you compare my when you compare me with other people. But that's nowhere to be found in the scriptures as any kind of motivation or purpose to why we we pursue uh, spiritual disciplines. And I like the way we got into this one this week with this whole idea of someone who just tries to be about Christ. And one who trains to be about Christ. Let me see if we can develop this just for a few minutes together. First of all, I'd like to start with these. There are some indisputable, indisputable expectations of us when we come into a relationship with Jesus. This is much of what uh, Todd and uh, the other guys that have shared this pulpit on Sunday morning have been doing for the last ten years Is that there are there are expectations that are very clear from Scripture of what we're to be about, and let me as we've already thrown them up there. So let me just look at these with you. These are things, guys. We all agree with without disputing. We need to be about. And then I'm going to frame it for you. First one is whatever you do, honor Christ. This is Galatians 2:20. This is the whole idea that the life I live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. The idea is that we're supposed to live Christ. Now, you can either try to do that, or you can train to do this. And instantly, it becomes obvious of which you'll have more success doing. Yet, it is an expectation that God has of us. To love your wives as Christ loves the church. That great Ephesians 5 passage. Again... You can try to do this, which becomes very hit and miss, or you can train to do this, to know how to respond when your wife doesn't do things exactly the way you think she should do it. You can try to deal with that, or you can be prepared to deal with that. Third thing is raise your children the way they should go. and When they grow old, they will not depart from it. A great example. You can try to raise children, or you can train them. Seek the kingdom of God. Matthew six thirty three. Seek the kingdom of God first. Learn to live priorities. You can try to throw together priorities, guys, or you can train for priorities. Which do you think you'll have a better chance for success? Um, first Peter says we need to learn how to suffer well. One of the things that that really marks a believer is his ability or her ability to deal with adversity, to deal with trials, to deal with things that are not as pleasant or as as wonderful as they would have them be. And Christ has called us to suffer well. Well, What's one of the huge themes in the book of 1 Peter? But I will tell you from my experience that trying to suffer well isn't anything like training to suffer well. Be ready to give an answer for the hope that we carry. And the the idea of always being able to give a defense when given the opportunity to explain your faith. This is one that's painfully obvious. For those who do not train to give a, a hope or to give an argument for their faith, it's a fumble and mumble process when given that opportunity. And by and large, if you are not trained to give a hope, then you don't. It's a missed opportunity. Um, just control our mouths. This is James one nineteen. This is that, you know, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger passage. If you think that happens by accident, fellas, that's why you continue to have that as a major struggle in your lives about walk humbly before God, to learn to walk humbly? Or you can be humbled, or you can choose to walk in humility. One is trying, one is training. you get in the picture here. I mean, making, making disciples of all men, the same thing. How do you take a young guy, 60 years old, who comes to faith, and help them mature and grow in the ways of God? You can try to do that, which is what I contend most people do, or you can train to be a discipler. Pray without ceasing. Sometimes we, that whole exercise, that whole discipline of praying, constantly and in season and out of season, instead of waiting to the big crisis. The person who tries to be a prayer waits for a crisis. The man who trains to be a prayer prays consistently. And the last one is to practice holiness. And listen, I, I mean, I, when I started this, I, like, like you would, if you had the job that I have this morning... That list kept getting longer and longer because I started thinking about expectations that the scriptures clearly pour out for me that I can choose to either try or I can train to do. And I thought this was a great aha moment for me, really. Because this really is the difference why it's worth crawling out of bed or the last part of the day or setting aside your time where you focus on the things of God that he might change us, that he might train us so that we're successful in these things. But as we look around the body, and let's forget the body, look in the mirror, and you'll know which of these areas that you're just trying, which areas I'm trying, to go through and do a little grading process. I won't take the time to tell you how I did with some of these these areas. And I say, how am I doing? It's one of the fun things you do. When you you get a few minutes to present something, you go, how does that flesh out with me? And I can tell you the areas of this short little list, which could be much longer, are the areas that I've been doing pretty well because I'm trained, and other areas because I've gone lax on, I don't do as well. This idea of being trained is not new in Scripture. In First uh, Corinthians 9, actually it's the 24 through 27 passage, And you can write this down or look in your Bible right now because the whole passage will not be up behind me. Occasionally, I like to actually exercise and use Bibles. It's a novel idea. Verse 24 reads like this. Do you not know that those who run the race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Idea of a purpose behind that, huh? Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Then they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. The Christian that does this is, uh, but I've been there. I've done that. Uh, Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way not as just hitting at the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. The Scriptures make a great argument, guys, that we train in righteousness. We don't try to be right. See the difference? It it could be the thing that unlocks your passion for getting before your God on a daily basis to, to practice spiritual disciplines, to realize, man, we must be trained. Because if we're not trained, we're just trying. And for many of us, that looks like we're just beating at the air. That we really have no target. That we might have success one day and we'll flop the next. The arguments from Scripture, there are, there are many on this training idea as opposed to just trying. You know, it, it talks about a soldier who trains for battle, but he doesn't just casually show up and hope it works out. We don't send our best over to Iraq and now into Afghanistan and other places of the world without training. We're just hoping that, hey, keep your head down. We send our best. We prepare them. We train them. We give them every possibility to do their job well and to be safe and successful. Jesus wants us to be the same way. All these analogies are for our benefit, but somehow we lose them because we don't have a sense of battle at times. One of the other analogies scriptures used about the athlete's train, which we just read, and to an athlete that doesn't train regularly, it's an absolute embarrassment to his performance. You talk about anybody that fails to do their job in any specific sports arena, from a golf course to a wrestling mat, if they are not prepared, they get embarrassed. And I offer to you this morning, we suffer the same embarrassment when we don't exercise the time to train, to memorize Scripture, to know what God's Word says, to have God's heart in an issue rather than some doctrinal uh hammer, to understand the passion and plight of man. It comes with spending time with God in training. Other deals... uh We talk, they talk about children. The children are not raised just by trying. A child that comes up, that grows up with disciplines, that has manners, that understands responsibility, that is able to negotiate the world in a way that reflects her Savior or His Savior. That doesn't happen by accident, fellas. Scriptures say we train up a child. We train them. Like okay, makes sense then. Why wouldn't we continue to train as men? We train to be leaders, guys. You don't fall off a log and all of a sudden, you know, you've got the, all the magic stuff that makes it people want to follow you and and all the things turn out well. But be assured people are following you. The question is, where are you leading them? And if you're not training to lead them in ways that are honoring and have uh Big, bigger goals at the end, then one day you're going to turn around and you're going to look and you're going to have all these people that have been following you and you're going to be working in an alley that has a brick wall at the end. I fear that at times for myself. As I look back, I go, I had people following me for a number of years, all the years that I've got to do different things. And, I, and in retrospect, I wonder if I was leading them well or if I was just leading them. Of course, the scriptures refer to the whole. One of the whole purposes of the Bible is so that the very book that many of you have in your lap or at your feet or that you have with you today—it's not only does the scriptures have all these wonderful purposes, but one of the key things it says that it is useful in training in righteousness, not trying to be right, but training in righteousness. Yeah. You know, in a little lunch of the day, we we're just talking about one of the great illustrations of: Do you want to be around people that are trained or people people that are trying? Is to just think of of if, if any good physician, or let's let's even make it more narrow: a surgeon, and he is going to do a very complicated process, a surgery, or she is on you, on your body, and you would ask the person: Do you want that surgeon just to try to do that that uh, medical procedure? Or do you want he or she trained and trained well? And we say without flinching, of course we want them trained. Then why wouldn't we want to become trained in the same way? Because God is giving all of us, probably on a daily basis, but certainly if not daily, weekly, basis to do surgery on people around us. And do you want to try to do that surgery, or would you like to be trained? I propose that we'd like to be trained. And so we move through that idea. Uh, there's some thoughts. You know, I love taking an idea like this, and then it's part of my time with Christ, my meditation and journaling stuff. I just start writing about this this idea, whatever God's put on my heart. And I, and I did some contrast of this trying and training, uh, and I'll offer a few of those very quickly to you. It said in trying, preparation is not required. In training, preparation is required. To try, your level of performance will vary. And I say when you're trained, performance will improve. Trying, expectations are limited. And when you're trained, expectations give hope that you won't remain the same, that your situation and your ability to love people will not remain the same. It will grow. When you try, success will be a surprise. And I say when you train, success is your whole goal. See, when you try, victory is not anticipated. When you train, victory is the anticipated, or it's clearly the objective. So when you try, limits those who follow you. They're not sure where the target is. And when you're training, it raises the bar for the next generation. When you try, the opportunity is the thing that's in control. And when you train... You're in control of the opportunity. That's when I say, when you are a trier, you're inconsistent by reputation. Think about that one. When you just make a swing at following Christ, when you make a swing at being ready when people need you, when you make a swing at living holy lives, your reputation is inconsistent. But when you are trained, you're dependable by reputation. And that's, a, that's an incredibly honorable thing. Um, so obviously thoughts of, on training it makes me think of a lot of different things. I think of practice and repetition. I think of combining the learning and the opportunity to execute. I think about being prepared for opportunities rather than always being caught off guard. I think about imitating trainers. I think about working on the areas that are short, short suits. You know, we have a real habit of saying, well, that's just not my strength, and so we ignore it. And And I don't think that that's exactly what the Scriptures call us to do. Uh, I think the Scriptures call us to work on an area that needs help. We, we're a bad communicator uh, in our marriage. Then you just can't go, ah, I'm just not very good, not very talkative. Well, God wants us to get better. So he wants us to train to do these things. Uh, I think about... uh Trial opportunities before exposure that you have mentors. That you have people around you shepherding you and teaching you how to adjust those things you're, you're making an attempt to do. Although these are the things we think about training as opposed to just trying on your own. And I said, they're goal-oriented and exposure to people and resources that will make you better. When you want to train, when you want to take ground in Christ and you want to be prepared, you expose yourself to folks that will help you get there. You don't go it alone. This is yet one more argument against isolation. But our desire is to not stay where we are. This journey, God has made us eternal beings, guys. That's really exciting. We had a point of origin, but we have no end. And the question is, where do you spend it? We deal with that at the cross. So that makes us eternal and we're spending it with Christ. He wants to make us like our son, his son, excuse me. And the process of that is growing, and you train to grow. If you try, you stay, you stay in the same spot. And you and I are both the losers when we do that. Well, it's my time. Um, this whole idea of training versus trying, it's a very simple thing, but again, I go back and just offer it to you as, as something that could really unlock why you want to spend regular time. I think in training, you know, Christians uh, had the cross-training idea long before athletes did. I think that cross-training deal is a great idea. When you train, you, you have a number of di- different disciplines that come into play, and that makes you better at the things that God gives you to do. Um, and we, as Christians, cross-train. And I hope they'll spend some time in your group this morning talking about what it means to cross-train in the spiritual disciplines. Everything from praying to meditating to doing a little journaling, but certainly spending time with God in His Word and listening to Him. These are all disciplines. These are our cross-training techniques to make us successful um, in the things that God's given us to do. I pray for you. Have a great day. Father, thank you for uh, the the time to, to be together as men. May you sharpen us. May we put ourselves humbly before you to be trained that we might live in such a way that, that people see us and go, Who is your God? Help us to do that today. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.